Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Attention Podcast. I am so happy you're here. This podcast was designed for you, for you to be encouraged and uplifted. We hope you're encouraged by today's episode. If you want to follow us on our social media, follow us on Instagram at the.attention.podcast. Be a follower today. Hello everyone, it's Jaslyn. Welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited about this episode because I have done a, another episode. I think it was called For Such a Time as This. And of course, you guessed it, we're going to be talking about Esther today. And um, I did an episode For Such a Time as This not too long ago. Um, it's on the podcast. Go listen to that. But I decided to read the book of Esther again. Um, Esther is one of my most favorite Bible stories and one that I read very, very often. And one day I decided to read it again. Today I just finished. I've been reading it every day this week, um, every morning. And I'm just, I was really trying to feel what she felt and what the Jews felt and what Mordecai felt. And although the whole book is just wonderful and full of wonderful truths, I wanted to focus on chapters 6 and 7 today. And every time I read this book, Haman seems to make me angrier and angrier <laughs> every time he's mentioned. Like literally, he's he's the major antagonist of this story. And I could say many things about Haman and many things about him, but we'll just say that he's our enemy today. And today I want to talk about how the enemy never wins. And in the chapters leading up to chapter six, we see that Haman's plotting to kill the Jews, kill God's chosen people. And you know, how how it works. You know, even if you've never read the story, knowing who God is and knowing that these are God's chosen people, do you really think that Haman can win? That's why I look at him and I'm like, bro, you have no chance at beating beating this. And so in the chapters leading up to chapter 6, we see that Haman's plotting to kill the Jews. And Mordecai hears of this horrific plan and tells Queen Esther immediately. And although Esther is the hero of the story and one that we focus on, sometimes we fail to mention Mordecai's faith. And he was such a godly man and such a holy man. In chapter 5, we see Esther's request to the king about the Jews, and she invites Haman and requests to have another banquet with the king and Haman. So she requests to have another banquet with both of them to speak with them. In verse 9 of chapter 5, we see that Haman starts to plot to kill Mordecai. Time and time again, we see that the enemy in our own lives tries to get us when we are weak, when we're vulnerable. That's when the enemy tries to grab us, but he never succeeds. He never ever succeeds and he ordered, Haman ordered that a pole be set up to kill Mordecai. So let's read this. In chapter 6 we see that the king honors Mordecai. So let's read 
um, chapter 6, 1 through 12, and it is a little lengthy, but I think this will give kind of a um, really good backstory and really good um, testimony of how Mordecai was. So, um, chapter 6, 1 through 12, let's read that together. That night the king had trouble sleeping, so he ordered an attendant to bring the book of the history of his reign so he could read to him. In those records, he discovered an account of how Mordecai had exposed the plot of Bigthena and Teresh, two of the eunuchs who guarded the door to the king's private quarters. They had plotted to assassinate King Xerxes. What reward or recognition did we ever give Mordecai for this? The king asked. His attendants replied, nothing has been done for him. Who is that in the outer court? The king inquired. As it happened, Haman had just arrived in the outer court of the palace to ask the king to impel Mordecai on the pole he had prepared. So the attendants replied to the king, Haman is out in the court. Bring him in, the king ordered. So Haman came in, and the king said, What shall I do to honor a man who truly pleases me? Haman thought to himself, Whom would the king wish to honor more than me? Mm. (laughs) So he replied, If the king wishes to honor someone, he should bring out one of the king's own royal robes as well as a horse that the king himself has ridden one with the royal emblem on his head then the robes and the horse he handed over to one of the king's most noble officials and let him see that the man whom the king wishes to honor is dressed in the king's robes and led throughout the city square on the king's horse have the officials shout as they go this is what the king does for someone he wishes to honor while Haman's saying this I wonder just pause at verse 10 right quick I wonder if he is saying all this because he thinks I think he is because he thinks he's gonna be honored so he's like you should take your royal robe and your horse I don't know who you're honoring, but if it's me, then do all this. He makes me so mad. But anyways, verse 10, excellent, the king said to Haman, quick, take the robes and my horse and do just as you have said to Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the gate of the palace. Leave out nothing you have suggested. So Haman took the robes and put them on Mordecai, placed him on the king's own horse and led him through the city square, shouting, this is the ki- what the king does for someone he wishes to honor. Afterwards, Mordecai returned to the palace gate. I think this is funny. But Haman hurried home, dejected and completely humiliated. So we see that God always honors though those who honor him. Let me say that again. God always honors those who honor him. If you're holy and live a holy life, God will honor you. God will give you whatever you desire. You're acts and your deeds although you think they're never going to be found out the king of kings looks through the scroll and finds you and says and will say one day very good thou good and faithful servant i know you to haman he'll say i have never known you in chapter 7 we see that the last banquet is taking place so we're going to read esther chapter 7 three through six and it says this queen esther replied if i have found favor with the king and if it pleases the king to grant my request i ask that my life and the lives of my people will be spared for my people and i have been sold to those who would kill slaughter and annihilate us if we have merely been sold as slaves i could remain quiet for that would be too trivial a matter to warrant disturbing the king 
Who would do such a thing? King Xerxes demanded. Who would be so presumptuous as to touch you? I see his anger boiling in this moment. He's about to get Haman. Esther replied, that wicked man Haman is your adversary and our enemy. Haman grew pale with fright before the king and queen. Then the king jumped to his feet in a rage and went out into the palace garden. The enemy never wins. The enemy never, ever wins. Although he thinks he'll win, and although he thinks he will be triumphant and victorious, he will never, ever win. Remember today that your enemy of your life, your mountain that you're facing, whatever you're facing, God knows you and he sees you. And that mountain will not overtake you. Although you go through the valley, it's not too deep for God to come find you. Just reach out to him and he will be your guide. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Attention Podcast. This is the enemy never wins. Just say that over your life today. Say that over your situation. The enemy never wins. Bye guys.